just like not giving a shit and just being yourself. Yeah. And like Literally, not like trying. Say, yeah. Like having other shit going on yeah, in your life. Exactly. And like not making them the center of your entire life because like if they're meant to be in your life, they will be. If they're not, then they're just one other person passing through. And so like to, to focus all of your energy and time into one person to like hope to like make them fall for you. Like, no, like you just need to like do you, be you, be a hundred percent you. And if that person is into you, then they're going to see that and they're going to love, they're going to love you so much more because you were always yourself around them and you weren't trying to put on this like facade. Hey there gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm the most gullible. And I'm Emily, and I'm a class A manipulator. <laughs> and welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast. podcast. Okay, so have you gotten like the latest news about the Britney Spears court trials? So the only thing I know is that it was denied yes. question mark okay yes. so that makes a lot of sense so basically her mom is now stepping in and been like and she's asking the court to like listen to her daughter and let her daughter pick her own private attorney because she had a court appointed conservator and she told the court on wednesday that she has been getting death threats ever since that ever since like she spoke out uh i guess the conservatorship last month and her attorney, like her court appointed attorney, just basically quit. And I'm thinking, like, so so many people lately have quit from Britney's team that either like some like there's some serious shit that we don't even know is going on, and like they're waiting for it to explode. I mean, rightfully like not rightfully so, but like, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not surprised that her court appointed conservator has gotten like death threats. I mean, look at how you're fucking treating her. Yeah, I'm sure her dad's behind half of it. So Jody Montgomery basically asked the court to allow Spears' conservatorship estate to pay for the cost of the ground, the, the cost of around the clock security at her home. Uh, and she estimated it would be a cost like about $25,000 every two weeks. Jody Montgomery is um, the conservator, I think. And basically like, there's been so like many millions of dollars that have already been drained from Britney's account. Like it says that her net worth now is only 56 million. Britney fucking Spears only worth 56 fucking million dollars. Bitch. Yeah. Because they've spent it all. Like I, I don't know what the hell is going on, but the conservatorship estate overseen by Jamie Spears has been covering the cost, but Jamie Spears attorney has also said that they need to, the court to allow payments to continue um her conservator is just saying that she won't step aside i also said that spears wants her to remain as the conservator on spears's person and the montgomery will not be resigning montgomery's attorney included text messages from spears to montgomery in which spears wrote i need you to stay as my co-conservator of person i'm asking you for your assistance in getting a new attorney thank you for your help and then filing spears's mother lynn spears asked the judge to listen to the wishes of her daughter and allow spears to hire her own private attorney conservative must be allowed to consult with counsel of her choosing which is the thing so that's nothing why her attorney quit her court appointed attorney basically failed to tell her that she had the right to choose a new attorney, a new representation, which is what a fucking lawyer is legally supposed to do. Like you are legally allowed to tell your, like you're supposed to tell your client that they have other options they can choose. He also failed to tell her that she was allowed to protest and um, basically asked like for like this conservatorship to end. Um, and he never told her that. So that's why it took so long for her mm -hmm. to speak out. Mm -hmm. Basically. Um, and then uh, Jamie, Jamie Lynn, which I'm still fucking pissed off at. Zoe 101. Yes. Zoe 101, but fucking hate her still to this day because she fucking ended my favorite show. Uh, it has basically came out with a whole video saying like, you know, like she is like in support of like her sister speaking out. I'm like, bitch, I heard when you were on the fucking like a conservatorship that you were just as bad, if not worse than her father. Like and you, 
the only person in this whole scenario that I like believe outside of Brittany is her mother because her mother was always by her side uh, when she was touring and everything as like a kid. So it's just heartbreaking to see all of this. And I'm only like quoting stuff from Variety because that's who has been posting like nonstop updates about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But basically like, it's just sad to know that Brittany never knew that she could petition this entire thing. And that I personally get mixed up with like conservatorship of person, conservatorship of estate, estate being her money and like everything she owns. And the whole fucked up thing is that she is paying for everybody's team. Everybody works for her, her father, everybody works for her, but yet she is still being treated like she's fucking bottom barrel of the whole thing. It's ridiculous. And I don't know. What are your thoughts on the whole thing? I think it's absolutely wild. I feel like they're treating her like she's like an animal in a cage. Yeah. Like she can't make any decisions for herself. Like she's like unfit to like make said decisions when she's clearly not. Um, And and I'm just sad for her that it was denied because that sounds like we're back to square one. Okay. So Stephen Ingram, the third, I roll, uh, is the conservatorship person. So Ingrid has been representing Spears for the entirety of her 13-year conservatorship. In 2008, the court put the arrangement in place with her father, Jamie Spears, as her sole conservator. Ingram and Spears' working relationship came into question last month when the singer gave a explosive testimony calling her conservatorship abusive and addressing the court for the first time ever in her 13-year conservatorship. During her statement, Spears told the judge that Ingram had previously advised her not to come forward with her claims about her conservatorship. She asked the judge for an opportunity to select her own lawyer rather than being appointed a legal representative by the court. Spears also told the judge that she was unaware she had even had the option to request to terminate her conservatorship. While Ingram did not respond to any of Spears' claims, it is an attorney's duty to inform their client of their rights. Yeah, I've heard that, like, these And, are, like, she's a millionaire, so, yeah. like, why is she not getting her own fucking attorney? Why is she not have yeah. a court's attorney? Like, yeah. that's stupid. Because her dad manages her money, question mark? Yeah, that and the fact that she's not only paying for her own lawyers, she's also having to pay for her father's lawyers, like I said, and uh, the last time we talked about this. It's... Yeah, I've heard these are really, 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 really hard to get well, out like, of. Yeah, that's the thing. So... Uh, when you watch the Britney Spears documentary, they talk to some of the lawyers who one of the lawyers they fucking interview in the documentary talks about how hard it is to get out of conservatorships and how she wishes sympathy, um, sympathy on Britney. And then she fucking goes and joins Jamie's attorney team because she hates Britney. Apparently like why the fuck what? are you like, what you're okay, cool. So you just didn't give a, I, who all the people they fucking interviewed, except for that one girl who was like a nanny to Brittany, because she was a sweet, the sweetest thing in the entire world. Everybody they fucking interviewed in that fucking documentary was like such assholes. Oh, to Brittany. Yeah. I was yeah. like, why the fuck do y'all think y'all are the victims here? Like literally, like, how do you not understand that Brittany's like the only victim here? How, how are you not understanding that? And her children, her fucking children. The, I know. And, the fact that she like hardly could see them at the beginning and now she's not even allowed to have other children or let alone get married. It's just ridiculous, honestly, at this point. And every time I had to like wake up and see like news headlines about this, it just hurts because this is somebody that I personally like idolized and loved as a child. And it's also like this famous woman who's not even like allowed to have like rights of her own as a person when she's fully mentally capable to speak to the court and all this kind of stuff. It's like, it just irritates me to the fullest. And this is this is a free Britney podcast. <laughs> yeah, I just don't even understand how in 2021 we're still in a place where we can even have a conservatorship. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's my rant. Yeah. For today. Uh, you just started watching The Hills, though. I did, and you're I'm finally sucked on in. my train, and I'm so excited I you're am here. Sucked into reality TV. What are your thoughts? Baby. You're on season two. What are your Ooh, thoughts? Spicy up in there. Heidi's on my hit list. <laughs> Do not like her right now. Spencer is is sleazy. And I love Lauren and Audrina and Whitney. Just you wait. I know. I'm only Just on season two and I know it's about to get you. Oh, even season worse. three is the best season. And I think anybody who watches The Hills and is a fan of The Hills will agree because that's when like shit just hits the fucking fan like i think i literally started this like two days ago and you're already like almost done uh-huh. season two 
I was like, I mean, doing- you're talking to the girl who owns the whole DVD set to the hills. Yeah. Like, I own the yeah. fucking DVD set. Yeah. Granted, because it, it was before Netflix and Hulu came out that yeah. I bought it all, but yeah. still, that's how much I loved the show mm-hmm. that I bought the DVDs. And it's like, probably what I go to, I would put it on in the background when I just like want either background noise or I just want to watch something and not think about it. That in Greek. Yeah. Has I been like my two done, favorites. I haven't done Greek yet. But no, I was like, gonna do paperwork and just have it on in the background and mm-hmm. then I just like my computer was open for like four hours and I hadn't typed a single thing so I was so invested <laughs> in what was happening I was like this is crazy like this is the kind of reality show that I like for yes. sure yes for sure yes because it's like Gossip Girl kind of like yeah yeah well yeah. there's like a lot of drama Speaking it's very of, catty have you seen the trailer to the new Gossip Girl I have what do you think I don't know I kind of want to watch it I'm definitely going to, going to watch it but I just like I feel like I need to finish my rewatch of Gossip Girl before I watch this new Gossip Girl. I I just don't think it's going to be the same, and I I don't think it's going to be the same. But I, I hope it's, it's not the same. For me. I hope it's not the same in a good way. Yeah, I hope it's like a different spin on it. I know Kristen Bell is still the voice of Gossip Girl, oh, though. Oh, good. So good. Dead, dead. But it's mainly Gossip Girl instead of being having a website. I think she has an Instagram now. Okay, so it's like definitely more modernized. I just hope it doesn't yeah. kind of follow like the same plot like i, I hope it will i hope it's different enough i was like watching a trailer to the other day and you can definitely tell like i feel like they combined dan and nate into one character mm-hmm. which they should have anyways because they they were so similar to begin with yeah the only thing different was that like the like, dan was like quote brooklyn. unquote poor yeah from brooklyn even though like that's not or fucking all that fucking loss was millions of dollars. I was going to say, especially now, Brooklyn is like on the rise. <laughs> yeah. And, but they were both like, they had like the good boy mindset. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, so I feel like they combined that. And then you could easily tell immediately who the fuck Chuck was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're already hitting on a girl. And it's only been two, like two seconds into this. This mm-hmm. is Chuck. Cool. But I feel like the girls, like there's like three or four key girls. Like it's not just Blair and Serena. So... Yeah. I do like that. Yeah. It'll definitely be interesting. Aren't we supposed to get uh, season three of You soon? Yes. Hopefully. I, I hope, hope so. so. I need that and Stranger Things. I need oh, my those. God. Here's the thing. I want those two to come out like around like October, November. Like I need like spooky vibes, Stranger Things and You. <laughs> Stalkers and kids on bikes. <laughs> Stalkers and kids on bikes. Okay. All in the same sentence. That was that, like a, that was a poor sentence. Yeah, poor that's why choice. I repeated it because I was just like, okay, that was. Mm. There was a there was a there was a pause there. So it. No. So it. <laughs> no. That's what you want. No, 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 no. I'm going to be in the happiest place on earth in October. I do not want it. I do not want it. Okay. Okay. So Pennywise. Okay. Cool. Got it. Okay. The answer is still no. Still no. I'm not getting in, down into any drains. I don't want to die. I'm terrified of drains. I'm we terrified all float of down here. No, we don't. I got <laughs> cold chills on my entire body. Please don't ever say that again. Please. When I would lose softballs down the drain, I would literally freak out and like yell at my dad to come get them because I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't even look down there because a clown was going to be down there. I was literally scarred That's when I was like five. only if a red balloon is floating out of No, it, listen. I, I was like scarred when I was five. I went to the movie gallery. Yes. Yes, you Gen Zers. The movie gallery. What the fuck is the movie gallery? Oh, my God. You never went to a movie gallery? What the fuck is a movie gallery? It's like where you would go and rent movies. Blockbuster? No. They were called, there was one called Movie Gallery. I'm bitch, I never fucking heard of Movie Gallery in <gasps> damn my damn life. Okay, well. I know Family okay. Video and Blockbuster. Oh, no. No, Family Video was on the other side of town. Movie gallery was in Clemens, and then it was Blockbuster. Bitch, I didn't listen. Anyways, <laughs> so when I was five, I went to the movie gallery, and we were renting movies, and I accidentally saw, stumbled upon it, and I like I had a panic attack in the movie gallery with my dad, and that all started it. That in the circus, when a clown came up to me trying to make me laugh and make me cry. So my fifth, no fifth, fifth or sixth birthday, my parents rented a clown. To come to my birthday. I would have hated that. <laughs> I would have cried and gone to my I room. I was so excited to see him. I brought him over to show him my chalk drawing that I made, too. I'm, there's a photo of me. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in another life, you were down in the drain. Okay? Okay. That's, I that's told you before, I, I, I do not mind clowns in context. So at a 
birthday party or at a circus or at a haunted house. So like, so like for example, like my aunt and uncle, like they were going through a McDonald's drive-through and they looked to the right of them and there was a there was a car full of people in clown masks that like you wouldn't like that, was and they were just staring. No, I wouldn't like that. They're just staring. No. <laughs> they said they freaked out. Was and it daytime? Of, no, it was nighttime. Yeah, fuck they, that. They like f- both freaked out and then they immediately thought about me. They were like, fuck Hannah that. would die. That is out of context. That's out of context. So no, I do not like them. But I, like at Spooky Woods. Don't mind them. They don't scare me then. It's, it's in remember context. Remember when I took a picture with that clown? Yes, I was so Progress. proud of you. Progress. Yeah, it's in context. You're meant to be there. You're you fulfilling. know you're you, going to get sc- You, you know something's going to scare you. Basically when a clown is at its job. <laughs> I like Basically, when clowns are working, when clowns are off, like off the clock, I ain't fucking with like, them. I like we have this place here um, called the Ronald McDonald House where people from um, yes, the hospital like I, I don't know if that's everywhere or not. So the Ronald McDonald House is a it's a it's an head, organization, right? They have a headquarters here. Okay, but it's an organization basically like if right. you have a child who is, needs to be in the hospital for, for extended, like extended period periods, time, yeah, they help provide housing for families. Yes, while the child's in the hospital. So when I was younger, I used to go volunteer there, and I was like, didn't want to go because I knew I was gonna have to walk by a McDonald's. Yes, because the statue yeah, the sits statue on the McDonald's at the headquarters. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to go. But then it was great fun. So this is the reason you also probably never rushed eighty pie because their philanthropy is the Ronald McDonald well, House. It, it was in the back of my mind when I was prepping eighty <laughs> pie at Sigma Kappa, and I was like, oh. but I loved the Ronald McDonald House. Like I volunteered there a lot when I was young. But yeah, that was in the back of my mind. I was like, so like, am I gonna like have to like dress up at like be near near a clown? Like, mm, no, probably not. Anyways, <laughs> wow, that was a tangent. Can you tell I'm ready for fall? <laughs> birthday yet which speaking of it's my fucking birthday month we did not talk about the last episode it's not leo season yet but it's on its motherfucking way and i'm so excited my birthday this year will infinitely better than last year i have never met someone who is so obsessed with their birthday (laughs) as emily i literally started playing my birthday like two months ago in may yeah she's like you think you could host a party i was like yeah sure let then i was like actually let me ask my my, uh roommate (laughs) but yeah so party meanwhile you're like yeah my birthday came literally we were like still in like pandemic mode and i was just like i was just not here for it this year next year i want to do something but you'll just come visit me in california yeah, if I have money. We'll go to Palm Springs. So, okay. I'm, I'm down. I'm ready to go. And my bags are packed. We'll go to Vegas or like Palm Springs. It's I've fine. never been to Vegas. Oh my God. Yeah, we got to go. It's like yeah, four hours I'm going to have to have like a gambling limit. You don't have to gamble. I do. Okay. <laughs> the that's that's the impulsiveness right there. Like I do. Like my limit could be like, I don't know, like 300. Three thousand. Yeah, because I'm just gonna like pull three thousand dollars out real quick to pay for my trip, and then also an extra three thousand for know, like lose it. you know it's just fine. to like put in a slot machine. It's fine. It's you fine. Know. I'm going in August, so I'll let you know. Uh, it's been my second time going, and I am trying to figure out how much money I'm going to gamble. But I am manifesting money into my life, bitch. I've been manifesting so much money in my fucking life. I went and got pyrite. The other day, fool's gold, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't actually go out and get it. I found it in my house because my dad actually has, like, a ton of old gems and, like, crystals and stuff uh, that he found, like, at a gem mining kind of place thingy. Yeah, yeah. And I went and put it in my purse because I heard that's what you're supposed to do with pyrite. Bitch, the money I have been abundantly attracting lately. One, I got a second side hustle. Do um, but it's gonna get me like fifty dollars a week. There you go. And then uh, I'm finally getting my fucking tax refund. Snaps for taxes. And that's finally fucking coming in. So I'm just abundantly attracting money into my life, and I'm 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 gonna hold that motherfucker in my hand <laughs> as I'm walking through the casinos. <laughs> like, tell me which one. Tell me which one's gonna give me the money. Which one is it, <laughs> man? If you come home a millionaire, I'm done. Like I minimum minimum. I would like it. it's like a hundred k. It's fine. Yeah. Uh huh. Me too. I'll just take a hundred k. Like it's yeah, fine. It is fine. But totally. my dad was like taxes, and I'm like, okay, like minimum I'll take it's like five hundred k then. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, what's your captivation this week though? Okay, 
Y'all, this one's a doozy. So let me pull it up. All right. So um, I got a new work bag because of my stalker. So this one is called the Laptop Bag for Women, 15.6-inch waterproof, lightweight, leathered laptop, tote bag, women's professional business, office work, bag, briefcase, large computer bag, shoulder handbag, brown, from Amazon. (laughs) Okay. All right. I don't know if this one fit on the Instagram story. We're just going to put the link. You're just going to put, like, laptop bag. Amazon bag. Anyways, it is the best thing. It is like my purse on steroids. It's huge. I can fit like my planner, my laptop, all my notebooks, um, like two water bottles, charger, pins, mask, like everything that I could possibly need and then some. Like I can literally fit everything I need into one bag, which has made getting in and out of the car a very quick process, which was the entire goal. I'm so proud of you. And I like the color. It has like a smidge of like funky smell, but it's (laughs) gone now. So um, yeah, but it's great. I love it. I truly love it. Well, I mean, like, it smells a little like, bad. Like, there was, like, a couple of reviews about the smell, so I thought like you figured it. on Amazon? I don't know. How you, uh, no, how many stars are you giving it on oh, Amazon? Oh, I would definitely give it, like, four or five. I don't know what the 4. max 5? is. So, 4.5? Yeah, 4.5. Five is the max. Yeah, I mean, I've only been using it for, like, a week, but I really like it so far, mm-hmm. so. Solid. Yeah. Boxer. Yeah. <laughs> Laptop bags. <laughs> really, truly adulting here. Yeah, I just be using my, like, New Yorker tote. Um, for yeah, all my shit and know. I get away with that so no, that wouldn't work for <laughs> like me. I came over here and I had like my wallet my keys my lipstick uh some other shit in there my headphones my mic my laptop my cord my go. charger there you have it and it fits all in my New Yorker tote bag that I literally got for quote-unquote free because I signed up for the New Yorker subscription for like six months for six dollars and I did it purely because I love the New Yorker but I really wanted the tote bag um, yeah so yeah after I got, shout out to after the got New Yorker tote bag <laughs> shout out to the New Yorker um I do love the magazine I do read their articles love them used to want to write for them um still like, would write for them honestly um but I really just wanted the tote bag it's a really good one yeah it's a good one yeah for sure solid for sure. Yeah. For six bucks. Um, so mine, uh, thank you so much for asking. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. The best podcast co-host right here. Thank you. Is a man. It is a man. The man. Not the rock. The man. <laughs> I can just be sure you'd be like, it's Dwayne. Guys, it's Dwayne. It's Dwayne. It's Dwayne. It's, it's, it's Dwayne Johnson. It's, it's, it's Dwayne. Oh, the Dwayne. Boulder Rock. Those bald dudes, man. <laughs> He's only too, you. He's too buff for me. I can't. Only he literally, you. I literally feel like he would just squash me into a million pieces. It's totally fine. Oh god. No, Anyways. it's not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then who is it? I mean, we need to know who it is. It's Spencer Sutherland. The, the contrast is immaculate. The honestly. contrast. <laughs> but full head of hair. <laughs> Very, very small comparatively. He he ain't small at all. Um, Anyways, he is... I am in love with this man. Let me just get that out there really quickly. I'm in love with this man. I think he's in a relationship with another woman, but it's fine. I will admire him from afar. It's okay. We can be in a Um, relationship with his voice. If you haven't heard this man's voice, let me just put it... Let me put you on it real quick. Hold on. Just immaculate. Just a breathtaking. Literally stunning. Sensational, I mean, the, brilliant, like, one of a kind, never been done before, <laughs> completely original, completely unique. What's the fucking Lady Gaga mean? Because that's literally all he is to me. A god, a god. Aries, Zeus himself, Hercules uh, himself, reincarnated into human being. Would I die for this man? Probably. Um, but... 
<laughs> it's the raspiness pla- mm. paired with the clarity, paired with the runs. It's I gave just him a shout out on my Instagram immaculate. story once, and he replied with a winky face, and I about like just melted completely right there. Right. So I, when you tag him in this uh, episode, he's listen, going to fall in love with you. Listen, that's why I have to Spencer. say. I, uh, listen, Spencer, I'm gonna talk to you really quickly. Okay, I'm moving to Los Angeles in October. Um, and like. If anything happens between, like, you and your girl up until that point, uh, I am very available. Um, I don't, I don't, I, fuck, the, fuck whoever I'm talking to at that moment. I'm available for you. Whatever you want. Does, fuck marriage. Who needs it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you want, baby. I'm here for you. Just, there you go. Just, just want to let you know. There you go. Just want to let you know. My number is... <laughs> And that's where we edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just, put, just putting that out there. Just putting it out there, you know? Just putting it you know? out there. It's fine. I'll make you a music video. Whatever you want. I'm here for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so in today's episode, we're talking about how to manipulate a man. <laughs> but first, we're going to do some housekeeping. Yes. So. Yes. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram. And our personal Instagrams. So our podcast one is at the Gals Guy Pod. My personal one is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And then if you're listening on iTunes, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button. We know you guys listen to this podcast all the time, but make sure you listen to that subscribe button. Also, while you're doing that, since you're on our podcast homepage, make sure you scroll down to the bottom, give us five stars, and leave a titillating review about our podcast and how much you love it. And if you also love Spencer Sutherland, like let us know like in um, the fucking comments. Thank yeah, you so or much. if you've been to and Movie if Gallery. You are, if you are Spencer Sutherland, <laughs> please leave us a review as well, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> so for today's episode... Like I said, we're tr- we're manipulating men today. Is that what we're doing? And Hannah over here. We are tricksters, y'all. You are you are a trickster. You're gullible. I am gullible, but so your boyfriend could be tricking you at the end of the day. We have no idea. Yeah, but who's the real trickster here? You have been the one that's been trying to get engaged all year long. Now I did say at the beginning of the year. I said back in November. I think it was going to happen mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. by holidays this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blaine, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you have until November to uh, make this happen. But he doesn't, <laughs> but I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> so supportive, right, y'all? <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we've had those several questions. How's the progress of that going? I've resent my size, shape, and desired ring. Okay. Um, he has the What website is the ring from? Oh, there is no website. It's just what it looks like. Okay. I don't know how to, I don't even know how to do any of the things. Um, like. The reason I was asking, because I'm on Tiffany and Company's website right okay, now. Okay, well, we're not going to make and him spend that much no, money. No, I was just going to sign him up for their newsletter. So he would get emails from Tiffany and Company and Zales and Jared, you know. <laughs> Good Maybe Jared. we can pick one that's not Tiffany and Company because if he spends Harry Winston? that much, I'll just, no, I, Harry Winston, no, Harry Winston. No. Okay, cool. Listen, I want so to build. A, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want to build a house, so therefore we are not spending crazy amounts of money on my engagement ring. But still, just the subtle hints of just, just like, like engagement. <laughs> well, I mean, he straight up asked me, so I think <laughs> I think the subtlety is gone out the window. So that's point A. If you want. To like drop the hint that you want your boyfriend to propose, sign him up for Tiffany <laughs> Company's newsletter. <laughs> True, though, that would be hilarious. Yeah, um, no, I definitely make said comments throughout my entire relationship with him about like, well, where's my ring? Or like, oh, and I like show my like hand. <laughs> I make so many like <laughs> bitchy comments. He'll say something and be like, oh, well, oh, I don't see a ring on my fingers. So <laughs> it's so it's funny. funny. I don't remember like, oh, you getting down on one knee. Funny. Um, I don't, I, oh, I don't have any bling. So no, um, don't ever hold it over his head, but I do make, oh, but I no, do like, if make a man funny asks comments. me to do something for him and I'm like, hmm, that's funny. I don't recall you getting down on one knee. Ask me to be your wife. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sarcasm <sighs> mm. here. Um, but he appreciates the sarcasm. Okay. AKA he 
hasn't left me yet. So <laughs> going, I'm AKA going with it. He so, hasn't gotten tired of it yet. I, so, I think it's okay. I feel like it's working. I, I feel like it's working. I it's think good. he likes the sass. I think a lot of men like sassy women. Oh, then I, that explains exactly why I'm flooded. Yes, um. it does. It does. <laughs> um, women who know what they want and a little bit of sass. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly why men love bitches. I mean, we've read that book. We've talked about the book before on a podcast. It's very true. I think the more direct you are, honestly, what it is, is just being like more confident about what you want. And what we're trying to get at is how to get a guy to think that, you know, these ideas are innately his own. And I think we overestimate how simple the male mind is sometimes and how easy it is to get them to think that something is their idea. And we kind of like looked into first of how to manipulate people. Yeah. We were going down a worm. <laughs> but <laughs> it honestly, like when they, the articles that we read, when they talk about it, it, it sounds a lot easier than it is. And people I think do it in day to day lives. Salesmen do a great job at it. I think especially like really good ones. Like, Real estate owners, um, I'm sorry, not real estate owners. I think real estate people. Agents? Agents, yes. I think real estate agents do a great job at it. Car salesmen do a great job at it. Visualizing you in the car, visualizing you in the house. I think it works really well. And the kind of like tidbit I wanted to pull aside from one of the websites that we looked at was this excerpt from an author who wrote a whole book about manipulating people is the brain doesn't always clearly differentiate between something real and something imagined. Our imagination and our perception of the real world are closely linked since both functions engage similar neural circuitry. Numerous scientific studies confirm that visualization and mental imagery enhances our actual physical performance, demonstrating the very real benefits of mental rehearsal. If you can get someone to imagine something vividly enough, you are well on your way to making the suggestion real. Basically by saying, like, say that you want to, like, go into a business with somebody and, like, start a podcast with them. Mm-hmm. Well, then, like, hmm. you, you, how did you do that? You just, <laughs> one, keep pestering them. <laughs> but just, like, explain to them, like, in vivid detail and, like, visualize, like, this is what this could look like. And, like, down to, like, the very nitty-gritty of, like, the finest details of the whole thing. And then personally relate it to something that they are able to connect with. And that is the key benefit of anything, getting someone to relate to anything. And I think when you're able to draw on that personal connection, you're able to get somebody and to see how it benefits them, especially if it's something that you don't think it's going to benefit them enough in the long run. It's going to benefit you more than anything like an engagement, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they're the one buying the ring. And everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is true. It's all um, true. Just explain to them how it's going to benefit them more in the long run than in the short term. Because I think that's what a lot of people think about the first half is the short term aspects of it mm-hmm. and not necessarily the long term mm-hmm. uh, benefits yeah would you agree yeah no yeah if you can make a personal connection to something like if you can put somebody in that place and time and have that personal connection they are going to be nine times out of ten way more willing to pursue that idea or even be like oh wait yeah like that's a really good idea like and then eventually continue like like following through with what whatever it was yeah but I really think that like personal piece is I mean even like I'm thinking of something like so simple as like going going to like a store and trying something on in the dressing room and like one of the sales associates you like asking like does this look good and they're like oh my gosh yes like imagine that with like like white heels and like some gold hoops and like out on the beach and like out on a date like and then you like visualize that and you're like oh yeah like I'm totally getting this like why wouldn't I like something as simple as that like like I'll be real like I'll say this right on the podcast because I know that they don't listen to this podcast but like one way i got the actor to do my film with me after like we dated and everything was that i told i like one i i showed him like the script and everything for it so that was like a visual part of me being able to like this is what it could like picture it see it see the role and everything like that but also just explaining how this particular thing was going to benefit his career in the long form um and not just me temporarily uh because i really wanted him in the film yeah yeah but 
and I think it's just the whole selling aspect of it. And you really had to be like a good salesman. And with that comes confidence. You can't just be like unsure about it. You have to really go out and sell it. I'm not telling you to be like fucking Amy Dunn from Gone Girl and have to like mm-hmm. go and like manipulate this man into being your dream guy uh, by like f- getting him almost arrested. Like we're not talking that extremely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's basically having this certain amount of confidence that you are not going to waver on anything and that you respect yourself too much to waver on certain things that and you're willing to almost walk away in certain scenarios that will get people enough respect to kind of go more towards your way. Mm-hmm. The minute you start to waver and show that you kind of doubt your decisions or you kind of doubt... Uh, your choices on certain things that people are going to start doubting themselves and think, well, maybe this isn't a good idea Yeah, in a way. Yeah. I think about it when you are at a job and like your boss is very stern, steadfast and doesn't really waver on certain like hard ground rules that they have. And because if they do and they're more flexible with it, then the employees are going to take advantage of that in a way. Whereas if you're more steadfast and just stern, you, they're not going to have that much leeway to think that they can like overrule you. Right. And if you stand firm in what you believe, then people are going to show you way more respect than if you're like kind of back and forth and not exactly even sure like what you want. Yeah. I think of it like if you're like a people pleaser, like a caretaker, um, and you kind of like give up or like just really give in to like whatever your partner wants, the message you're kind of giving is that your needs aren't important really and that. Ding, ding, ding. Every time you like you ignore your own feelings and needs, you're basically training your partner to ignore your feelings and needs. Ding ding ding! I did that with my ex. <laughs> oh, I definitely did it with the doctor. Yeah, I definitely did it with the doctor. Yep. I was like afraid to like upset him, and then yeah, because you were, my needs were never met. You're working with a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. instead of a growth mindset mm-hmm. in that way, and it basically was like, well, she doesn't fucking care about her own needs. Why should I care about yep. it too? And, and then we, when you and then when you like get upset that your needs aren't being met, then they don't understand why. And you're exactly. like, oh, because I haven't been caring about my own self. <laughs> exactly. So. so, like, if you, like, when you're angry and, like, you're fighting, like, with your partner, if you're not, like, rather than staying open to learning and, like, understanding, if you're you're basically training your partner to withhold information from you and, like, lie at this point, mm. and it's just, like, if you're the first to get angry at them, like, when they t- open up to you and tell you something... They're never going to want to open up to you again and feel like they can trust you because they're just afraid of that reaction. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to create a bond between them and then it's going to create a um, divide and then you're not going to be able to get what you want. Which is very true. I mean, like the easiest thing we could tell you like in order to get like control over the guy is to manipulate them with blackmail. Um, but that seems like a really like just like really long and like a lot of work. Yeah. Well, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to be something that lasts if you have to manipulate somebody I mean, with blackmail. I mean, yeah, that too. Um, also, like I just don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> like black getting blackmail, like sometimes it's just like really like, I mean, I it have, seems to me like so high school. I have some. Okay. I have some I could use. You do, but you're the bigger person in this scenario, so. Eh. No? Being the bigger person sometimes is really annoying. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to say boring. <laughs> that too. Honestly, that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I also think, too, uh, if you allow, I think of it like if you allow your partner to, like, dump on you and complain and everything like that, like almost like a therapist in a way. Mm-hmm. Um Basically saying it's okay to for them to treat you like a therapist. Yeah. I yeah. think it's just, however you hold yourself and view yourself is a reflection of how you're going to let other people do it. So if you look badly on yourself and you don't really love yourself as much, you're going to only reflect that to other people. Like there's literally mirror neurons. Wow. I cannot fucking talk. You're good. And <laughs> our brain. So how we treat ourselves is often reflected back to us and how others treat us so if we love thyself then everyone else will love us too and i think that's why like you see like the prettiest girls having like the most confidence oh yeah what is that that saying that's like you attract what you i don't chase i attract whatever uh, whatever belongs to me well, maybe that's what me. yeah that yeah. information that's fucking yeah. viral on tiktok i see everybody's that girl sitting in a fucking canoe i'm sorry what <laughs> A girl in a canoe? <laughs> There's a girl in a canoe. The original sound. It's, the sound is, I don't ch- Try this as an affirmation. I don't chase. I attract 
what belongs to me will simply find me. Oh, yes. And she's in a canoe? She's in a fucking canoe. More power to you, girl. <laughs> I learned how to canoe. It's fun. I don't. I don't know how to swim. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It all makes wait, sense. Wait, wait, no. What? <laughs> You're just not like a beach pool person. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't know how to swim. No, I definitely did. But like, I'm just saying it all makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if I should be insulted or what. You should not be insulted. Oh, okay. I learned how to swim at the Y. The, the Y instructors just threw me in. <laughs> It's fine. That's what happened. And my dad pulled me out of swimming classes because he was like, fuck this. I just like, boop. And I was like, yep. Okay. Here it is. I'm still a terrible swimmer. Like, I can swim, but I'm not like, like my freestyle. I'm swimming in men. <laughs> I am swimming in one. I'm not really, actually. I love how I said I was going to have a hot girl summer and go on all these dates and everything. And like, I just haven't. Well, you know, you can have hot girl summer other ways. I feel I'll like you're have having a hot girl, a hot girl summer, summer when I moved to LA. I'll have a hot girl fall. Yes. Hot girl autumn. Hot autumn. girl autumn. What is... Thotum? No. Thotum? I hate that word. <laughs> like that stupid song. Something about thought. I don't know. An afterthought? Hands on my knees shaking ass like a thought shit or whatever that song yeah, is. Yeah, Italian song. I yeah. hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my lord. It's the most annoying just, song I've ever heard oh in my, my entire life. I Logan Paul's ex-girlfriend singing that song. Um, Go be with your thoughts. It's not feelings. <laughs> My thoughts. But it's T-O-H-T-O-H-O-T. I had to explain to my mom what a thought was. <laughs> that hoe over there. Yeah. And she was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. yep, yep. That's where, that's where we are today. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. So, yeah. You can have a thought but I'll just have an autumn girl. A Christian girl. Christian girl autumn. <laughs> But we we know the girl. Caitlin Covington. Oh my gosh. Who found it? Christian girl autumn. Bless her. Jesus sweet, Christ. sweet, sweet soul. Sweet Caitlin. Oh. Love her. She's so nice. I saw her at a Sam Hunt concert like a while ago and I was like, You're Caitlin. And she was like, mm-hmm. yeah, was Christian like, girl autumn. Can I get a picture with you? And she was like, Yeah, girl. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm famous. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, back to this fucking Anyways. episode. So I think, like, there's different ways that, I mean, obviously every girl wants to know how to, like, trick a guy into, like, being in a relationship with them and how to get them to commit to a relationship. And the ultimate thing is that what I'm going to, like, be honest with you about is, is that you can't, I think the best way to get a guy to be in a relationship with you is to honestly make it think that it's his idea. Because when he thinks it's his idea, he feels like he's more in control of it and he feels like he's more empowered to do it. When he's pressured into that situation, he's not going to want to be in it. And the ultimate thing I can tell you to do is to act like you don't care. Because the more pressure, the more emphasis you put on having that label, the more he's going to kind of run away from it. And I, I always say, I do think relationships work better when the guy is more into the girl then the girl isn't to the guy. And it's mainly because the guy then has that scarcity mindset instead of the growth mindset. Whereas a girl, you have to stay in that growth mindset because if you think that you have more abundance in dating, that the better your options are, the more he is going to want to lock you down in a way and not let you get away from him. I mean, I feel like that's how Blaine probably works like with you a little bit, that he knows that... I mean, you are this beautiful person, and, and thank you. oh my god, thank I went you straight to your much. fucking head. I should have my own reality show called Head The Apartment. <laughs> I don't know. That's a film. Oh, I need a better name. I think it's a horror film. On top of that, perfect, right up my alley. <laughs> no, yeah, I think, and like going off what you said earlier about like how you treat yourself is how others will treat you, and I think going off what you said, like being just like not giving a shit and just being yourself yeah and like Literally, not like trying say, yeah like having other shit going on yeah, in your life exactly and like not making them the center of your entire life because like if they're meant to be in your life they will be if they're not then they're just one other person passing through and so like to to focus all of your energy and time into one person to like hope to like make them fall for you like no, like you just need to like do you, be you, be a hundred percent you. And if that person is into you, then they're gonna see that and they're gonna love they're gonna love you so much more because you were 
always yourself around them and you weren't trying to put on this Absolutely. like facade. If it's if it's meant to be, there is nothing you can do to fuck it up. There's literally nothing you can do. If this is the person you're supposed to be with, if they're if this is the person you're supposed to have in your life, if you're supposed to date them, if they truly love you and have feelings for you, there's nothing you can do to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people get, especially women, get in their head about just like making sure they're playing like their cards right and everything, and because they, they don't want to mess it up and everything. So what if you mess it up? Then that's not the person you're supposed to be with. But I think that nowadays people are so concerned with labels. And like, what is this? Like, how do we define the relationship kind of thing? You know, how do I get him There's to commit? There's literally songs about it. Like, yeah. Like, like we, all of it. All we've over. done a whole episode on why they won't commit mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it's at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. And I, and I do see that. Like, yeah. And I get it because I feel like society has put a pressure onto it and everything. But I don't think there's a certain time limit that anything has to be on. I think you can be dating for so many years and, you know, not be engaged and that's okay. And you can be talking to somebody for so many months, not be dating them and that's okay. I think everybody has their own personal limits and boundaries. That has to be decided to you when you're ready to give up on that. Not everybody else. Because I know, like, with me, I was talking to the doctor for three months. Everybody put pressure on us to define what we were and everything like that. And that pressure automatically got into my head. And then I started obsessing about it. And I reflected that back to him. And he could tell I was obsessive about it. And then that's what turned him off to it. The moment you act like you do not give a shit and you're just out here having fun and they see you having fun and they see that other people are attracted to you having fun, they're going to be more attracted to you. I mean, think about it. When you walk into a bar or you walk into a party and you see a girl and so many people are talking to them and they're just looking like they're living their best fucking life. Girls in general, when you look at women living their best fucking life, just walking by, they're dressed cool, they're smiling, they're happy, they have a positive tone, they don't look a fucking bitch or whatever. Like, that's fine. Like, you have, like, I understand. I have resting bitch face when I'm walking down the street too. Mainly because I don't want men to fucking talk to me. But men fucking talk to me when I'm like smiling, laughing, everything like that. And like, yeah, I get catcalled. Yeah, yeah, all this fucking shit that I fucking hate. But people are more approached to me and more attracted to talk to me when I look like I'm having a great fucking time. You see all these women, like, they stand in the middle of a party radiating all this energy. It's because they radi- they're they reflecting it back on other people. They're like, oh, I want to spend more time with that person. Mm-hmm. The more high energy somebody is. I mean, you met one of my friends the other day mm-hmm. who was doing a music video with mm-hmm. us for you. And he has such high energy and is so approachable in that energy. You were, I asked you, I was like, what did you think of him? And you're like, oh, my God, I loved him. Yep. Because, and I'm so excited to work with him. Like, yep. Because he has such a positive energy. So yep. when you radiate that, people are going to want to be attracted to that. I and have, he was sarcastic. <laughs> and he was here for the fucking tea honestly and i, and I love it <laughs> but like i have a friend right now who she just listened to this podcast but, uh she was really excited to have a hot girl summer and she met a guy at the beginning stages of the summer like they like, talked and like have been like dating and everything like that and then he like moved away for the summer he's gonna come back but he moved away for the summer and he's like so into her and i think is it the fucking most cutest thing ever like they send each other postcards like it's sickeningly cute i want a postcard i've never had a man write me a fucking handwritten note like are you kidding oh, me i've had notes fuck you honestly <laughs> honestly fuck you but <laughs> yeah like just guys genuinely into her and it's because she doesn't wake up and immediately think of him it's not the forefront she has so much other things going for her mm-hmm. she is i mean he doesn't she's also the most gorgeous person i've ever met in my entire life truly beautiful so, like, that's fine she has men literally throwing themselves at her but it's the confidence that she also has it is the mindset that she also looks at life at and i think that all of that bottled into one beautiful blonde woman <laughs> is what they're attracted to and it's that like she knows that you can easily be replaced in two seconds is that she doesn't rely on you for their ha- for her happiness. She has all these she has other things, huge all goals. these other accomplishments yeah. Yeah. in her life that define her happiness, not a stupid little boy. Mm-hmm. That is the key aspect of it, too. Is And one reason why I think, personally, in my life, I think I've attracted a certain men that I do, because I will say the men in my life that I find the most attractive are the confident ones that, you know, have a really bold personality and i think the reason that i'm attracted to those types of guys and the reason they're attracted to me is because i align with their energy they also have really high goals and high expectations and high standards i do that as well too do we always work out 
No, because at the end of the day, I'm always going to pick my other things that make me happy over a guy. And typically they do too. They're going to pick those other things over a girl. And so sometimes, yeah, it probably make more sense for me to go with somebody who didn't have such high ambitious goals that are ultimately going to be more selfish in the end. But at the end of the day, I also know my standards Mm -hmm. and I don't really want to settle for somebody like that. I need somebody who can just keep, who can balance it all and keep up and who has been at it. Most of these guys are still starting out with all these goals. They haven't mastered a balance of it yet. And so when I'm able to find a guy who can balance all of that and juggle all of that, then we'll be good. Exactly. But Yeah, like I've been aware like how you literally I've, know what you want. Yeah, it's very clear. So, yeah, and I don't. I mean, that was one thing I got so irritated about, and one reason why I fought with the doctor so much. I'll never forget when we had our first huge fight. He told me he was like, "You're a lot more assertive than I thought you would be. I thought you'd be more like more passive." No, oh, he clearly didn't know you. And so. I was like, "Oh, baby doll." <laughs> I was like, you want it passive, you better walk out that door. (laughs) I literally cackled in his face. I I was like, oh, sweetie, oh, sweetie, you are so replaceable. I hope you realize that. Was that toxic? Absolutely. Like, I should never have said that to his face. But that's the thing. I had the, I think having that mindset is good. Don't ever fucking say that to somebody's face. That is fucking toxic as shit. Learn from Emily. That is, that is, now if you want to be toxic, go do that. But like. That is not healthy at all to tell somebody to their face they're fucking replaceable. That was not going to make anybody feel good. But if you embody that mindset, you don't have to tell them. Exactly. And that was the thing. I was exactly. reacting from a place where at the time I was trying to get him to lock it down. I was getting impatient. So I was verbalizing it instead of demonstrating it. Yeah. And yeah. I needed to do the opposite of that. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely was. He's like, I thought you'd be more passive. I'm like... <laughs> If you want passive, I'm loud. If you I'm want loud. passive, the door's that way. I'm so. one of the loudest people in the podcasting world, I think, along with Maddie Mayo. Yep, from you and Maddie Mayo. Mm-hmm. And Kinsey Elizabeth. <laughs> Kinsey's also loud. But I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that at all. And I always tell my girls, like, whenever they come to me, like, with advice and everything, first of all, if you're waiting for a guy to commit to you, do not commit to him when he isn't committed to you. There's, there's no way reason you should because... Some people are against the, that whole mindset, but I'm like, it doesn't have to be where you're dating all these other people or anything like that. Do that if you want to. I don't care. You can date other people if you want to. You can, like, sleep around. I don't care. I'm mainly talking about, like, don't make him the center of your world when you're probably not the center of his world. Also, do, like, do you really want to be the center of his world? I don't. No, that's so much pressure. I, do, I never want to be a guy's number one priority. I want, like, number two? Yeah. Three? Like, up at the top, but not the like if you have a dog. Obviously, your dog should be number two, but like three yeah. for me, then like yeah. damn, yeah. If a child, I'll take three, fine, whatever. I'd love to be number two, but like still, whatever. Um, <laughs> just somewhere up at the I top. I don't do not want to be, I better be your fucking top three. I don't want to be number one, but I better be your top three. We're not in the top three, then I'm gone. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're not playing MySpace top eight, like no, top three. That's it. Billboard charts, baby. No, top three. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, because, like, you're number I, I, you are never going to be my number one. Never. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, my career and what my goals in life are always going to be number one because I'm not going to wake up the next day and my career is never going to tell me that it doesn't love me anymore. A man can. My career will never will. I may get fired. I'm still going to love what I do. Mm-hmm. I still have goals and ambitions and dreams and hopes and aspirations. Other synonyms of the like. All of things. <laughs> But yeah, like I've created a brand for myself, created a voice for myself. We've created something together. Those are things that are going to take priority and precedent. Mm -hmm. I think the minute like you cancel on a guy or like, no, I'm sorry. I think the minute you cancel on your girls for a guy, that is the minute a guy can start manipulating (laughs) you. Like Heidi. Uh, See? Full circle, Don't be a Heidi. Don't be a Heidi. Don't be be a Heidi. Heidi. Be a Lauren. Be a Lauren. Be a Lauren. Or a Whitney, honestly. Be a Whitney. Honestly, just be Whitney. Be Whitney Ford. Whitney's basically me. And I'm the best. So. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what am I? Who am I? You're a Lauren. I'm a Lauren. Yeah. You're good. I am so happy that I'm a Lauren. (laughs) Like I sometimes have Audrina vibes. Yeah. You do. Because she seems a little airheady, and sometimes I can... Well, she's really into the music scene, so oh, that's why well, I also see that, too. Like, yeah. she works at Epic Records. Yeah. So, yeah, I do see that, too. Yeah. So but like Lauren's a- in the fashion, and she's a writer, mm-hmm. so... Yep. 
Exactly. Yeah. Just don't be Heidi. No, never be a Heidi. No one wants a Heidi. Who wants Spencer Pratt? Ew, gross. He's so sleazy. Mm. But yeah, I, I think whenever you start doubting the decision that you're making, if that's what's really reflective and that's what to make the guy doubt his decision. So whether that's like engagement or like committing a relationship or whatever it may be, because you're doubting your power at the end of the day and the confidence that you have and like what you can bring to the yard, as they say. I thought it was bring to the table, but the milkshake. Oh, <laughs> we're on two different wavelengths. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. I'm talking little Kim. <laughs> I'm talking the saying that like, what can you bring to the table? What I'm can you bring to the we company? Can bring to the yard. Okay. What do we bring into the yard? The, the land. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yeah, like, the milkshakes that I can bring to the yard are chocolate. Damn right. <laughs> it's better than y'all's. <laughs> I think that when you know what is in your milkshake, you know the ingredients. We're literally going on this. I'm okay. literally, I'm riding this fucking <laughs> metaphor, okay? Just ride, just ride the wave. So you got your, you got the ice cream, right? <laughs> Yeah, what flavor? We just need to like deep dive, okay? So you got the, got the I want to make a graphic of, of this for the Instagram. I hope you didn't know that. Please do. I am so here for this. So we've got the ice cream, okay? That is that is all your career aspiration, goals, all of that. The good stuff. The great stuff. Your whipped cream is your thoughts, your feelings, your attraction to this person. The cherry is your looks. Mm-hmm. The smallest part of the milkshake is the cherry. Mm-hmm. And your looks are the smallest part about this. Because it doesn't matter how fucking hot you are. You could be Candace Swanepoel. Your husband will still have an affair on you with the fucking nanny. Oh. That's what actually happened with her. Um, if you don't know who Candace Swanepoel is. I she know is. who she is. I didn't know that okay. happened. Okay. Yeah. Fucking Candace Swanepoel still got cheated on. It does not matter how hot you are. That's why it's the cherry. That's why it's the cherry. Looks don't matter. No. They can to you. But in the grand scheme of things. They don't. It's about you. That milkshake, that ice cream, that confidence, the bu- that confidence is what is holding everything together. The confidence, the adoration the for cone, yourself. The cone that thinks it can hold all it this shit. It is a milkshake. It's not. <laughs> it's a milkshake. You said ice cream. I'm thinking, I'm thinking a cone. Okay. <laughs> the cup. That the cup, cup of ice cream. That cup is not going to get soggy. Exactly. You got to have that rock solid. Sure, we're going to ride this now. Okay, I guess. <laughs> the cup is the confidence. The ice cream is the growth mindset that you should have. The whipped cream is your dazzling and whipping personality. And then that cherry is your looks. Okay? That's the fucking analogy. And there will be an Instagram graphic Please make for a you. graphic because I will be sharing this. Thank I'm you. fucking figure out how to do that. Yeah, you are. <laughs> get, get your uh, Apple pen out and make a drawing. Goddamn. <laughs> but does that make sense? It does. Do I make sense? You do. Or am I just rambling over here? No, you, you, okay. make, you make crystal clear sense. Okay. I thought, well, let's just take it this far. We're in summertime anyway, so it's we fine. We all love ice cream. I also really just want to cook out milkshake now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, always. But, yeah, I, I think that people lack, people lack the, like, just the notion and the idea that that is what matters. And I think a lot of people pour, especially women, pour so much money into their looks. And you can fix your looks all the time. You can spend thousands of money fixing your looks. You can't fix that fucking personality. And I, I, I think a lot of people, and I've had a lot of people ask me how I am so confident. And I, I had a coworker once. She was like, how, like, legitimately, how did you become so confident? I was never this confident growing up. It was um, probably trauma. <laughs> sprinkle of trauma on there. Add a little rainbow um, sprinkle. But I literally just stopped giving a fuck what other people thought about me. And I just knew that in the day that it was me that had to go to bed with myself in the day. And if I wasn't happy, like I literally am with myself for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's a long fucking time. It is. It I is. better love every ounce of myself until the day I die. Because I, you can go to bed with your boyfriend, your husband, whomever, by your side. And then you're still alone. You're still alone with your thoughts, your mind, your inner monologue at the end of the day. And 
you had to make sure that you're being 100% happy yourself. And I don't know. I've just always put myself first. I think I remember like one time I was like talking to a guy. It was the musician, not the musician, John Mayer. (laughs) Get them fucking mixed up. They know each other. It's Uh, a small world after all. But... I remember I was talking to John Mayer and someone asked me, they were like, well, what if you guys like hit it off and like fall in love and everything? Are you still going to move to California? Even my mom mother was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I will. Like, I'm never going to put my life on pause for a man. Don't be like Lauren Conrad and choose a man over Paris. Like. She dumb. That was dumb. Never choose a boy over Paris. Because you will always be remembered as the girl that didn't go to Paris. Exactly. I love how we wrap this all back to the hills. I'm really excited that we can we can do this together. <laughs> and it's not just me. I know. Because you've been talking about it. I'm like, I literally have no idea what oh she's speaking about. Oh, my God. I'm so about. happy that she's here with me on this ride. It makes me I'm so here. happy. Maybe, maybe Greek will be next. Yes. Okay. Lauren be Conrad going, makes an appearance on Greek, actually. That'll, that'll be your going away present. <laughs> they talk about Greek on the... Uh, they talk... Did they talk look? about the hills on Greek all the time. There we go. So perfect. There we go. There we go. You'll get all the references now. It's great. It's full circle. <laughs> <laughs> how many you, years later? <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think, though, like, with how you've been trying to, like, get your attitude around, like, the engagement? I think I am confident in the fact that I'm getting engaged. Oh, and yeah. I'm confident in the fact that I'm going to marry Blaine. I think I am trying to put less pressure on it and just continue to live my life like showing him like why almost acting like you're already engaged yeah one acting like we're already engaged but also like why I want to be with him and like why I hope he would want to be with me and like just doing like little things um just trying to just I don't know act like it's already happened well you guys wake up every day and choose each other Mm mm-hmm I think you guys could do a really great job of that. So I think that helps as well, too. Yeah. And you go out of your way to show your love instead of just assuming that it's there, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of couples do. Don't. Oh, do. Yeah. They just assume that it's there. They don't oh, yeah, want yeah. Work. yeah. And I think you can be a testimony to that with your last relationship. Mm-hmm. Actions, I'm so cliche, actions speak way louder than words. Well, it's not only that. I think I, I act on the mindset that uh, act, your actions and your words should align. Yeah, I was about to say, but your words are important too. Yeah. But they're not like the end all be all. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people, because that was a thing too, like when me and the doctor were together, they were like, I'm like, well, he's acting like my boyfriend, but he doesn't, he's not saying he's my boyfriend. But then that was the thing, like actions, and that's, they're not speaking a lot of the words. It's when your words and your actions align mm-hmm. that make the difference. And there's no alignment in that, then there's no alignment in your life, in your relationship or anything like that. Like you have to have that alignment in order for it to actually matter. And until then, it's never going to. Mm-hmm. Like I did the... This is like totally off topic, but I did the like five question thing that was going around on TikTok is like the five things that you'll, oh, what were the questions? Um, and just like his responses were so sweet. It was like the five question challenge. It was like five things that you love about me, four things that I love, three things I look good in, two things I say, and one thing that you would change about me. Mm-hmm. And I just like randomly sent them to Blaine and he like sent me all of his responses and I was like, this is why, like, I choose you because, mm-hmm. like, the things that he said, I was like, oh, yeah, like, that's so spot on. And, like, it just was really sweet. So. And I think, too, like, if you are in, like, talking to somebody, because I want to relate it back to that as well, because uh, not everybody's out here trying to get engaged. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> Fine. But, like, if you are, like, dating somebody and, like, you're finding that they're not committing to you, I think one important thing is also to remember to ask questions. Mm -hmm. For example, like, what does being a girlfriend or a boyfriend look like to this other person? Because I think that was one thing that I didn't do with the doctor was, you know, for him, he felt like, you know, all these expectations would have been, like, would have rose and things would have changed and the dynamic would have been different. But in my head, I kept telling him, I was like... I don't want anything to change. Like, I like how we are. I just want you to call me your girlfriend. Like, like I just literally want you to claim me as yours. Like, yeah, I just want to know that you're not going to see anybody else and that you publicly like, will call me your girlfriend. Right. And that, like, you want to show me off. Yeah. I think that was the piece that, that was missing in your situationship 
thing with him that was bothersome to me was that yeah. like I felt like there was a part of him that was like almost trying to hide you and I didn't appreciate that yeah, for like, you. You're not seeing anybody else. Exactly. We go on dates every week. I see you at least three times a week. We talk every single day. You've met my friends. Like what else do you I don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't want anything to change between this. Yeah. Like I like this dynamic. I just to want me, you to like claim me. Yeah. To me, nothing has to change except just you call me your girlfriend. But to him, it almost felt like there was like more expectations. He was going to expect more. I was going to yeah. disappoint him. All this kind of stuff. Like and a I'm, next step kind of thing. But I never got clarification on that. I never asked for clarification. Yeah. So I feel like the biggest thing is in that situation. If you're not seeking clarity, if you feel like you're not getting your way in this sort of scenario. You, Get more clarity. Ask for more information. And any kind of scenario, whether it's dating, engagement, job, whatever it may be, not being afraid to ask questions and seem like you... Because it's easy to seem like you know everything, but sometimes you don't and you're not going to learn until you open yourself up to that. Yeah. And you're not going to learn more about the person. Like I ask Blaine questions all the time about like how, you know if we have an argument, like how he would prefer, like how, how, what works for him and like what works for me and how do you handle this kind of situation? And like, once you get to know that you can start implementing it and your relationship's going to be so much stronger. And the person is going to appreciate that you took the time to like ask the question. Absolutely. So what's our survival tip? I think it would be when you think and act from an abundance mindset, you will be able to attract your desires a lot better and your thoughts in a way will be mirrored back to you because when you're acting from a scarcity mindset you're going to have that nervousness that panic that's going to push all your desires Mm -hmm. away from you and when you you already got all that you don't need to chase anything Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the affirmation yeah don't chase i attract and so when you think you're hot shit the men around you are gonna know they're gonna know know you're hot shit they're like they're gonna lock that down Mm-hmm. So that's what that's all you gotta know. That's all you gotta do, and I promise you that everything will come your way. And so that does it for today's episode of the Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. You can also follow us on our Facebook page and become a Girl Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bye.